about the wanderers in all gold and black You better retreat cause we're on the attack The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back Episode 329. It's three, it's two, it's nine. It's the ENS. Woo! Lives Podcast. Late night love, baby. From Molyneux, I'm your host, as ever. It's Mr. Nathan Judah. I am here, opposite me, fully coated and wrapped up because it's a little bit chilly in the old box. It's Mr. Liam Keane, baby. What's going on? I feel oh. good. I feel happy. I feel ready. Uh, you're looking. You're looking very Liam Gallagher now with your with your green anorak. It's um, not an anorak. Little bit. It's sheep. <laughs> it's anorak. Sheepskin. Sheepskin. Kind of like cotton material on the inside. We are having, by the way. That's just a little bit of a little cheers. Yeah. Boy. Little bit of a beer. Now we haven't stolen these beers, by the way. Um, we have been gifted them by media relations manager, Mr. Jack Walker. We love Jack. Jack's one of the one of the top guys here. One of our favourites in the media team. We all we love the media team, but Jack's definitely he's been around a long, long time. To be fair to him, and uh, does a great job. And when he comes in with four beautiful beers for us to consume post podcast, I am all over that. Kino. Uh, and two very good options as well. We've Great got, options. We've got, we've got Prava. I've gone Prava, which I haven't had before, but a lighter tasting Pilsner. <laughs> um, it says from the brewers, brewers of Strapperman. Strapperman? Have you heard of them before? Star, Star of Praman. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it was the beer drink and it was not. Uh, Prava Pilsner, and 4%, and it said light, and I quite liked it. It went down almost too well, to be honest. And uh, I had one of those first, and then <laughs> and then moved on to the Madri. Christ! Which is... Any police on the M6 tonight? I uh, hope not. Mm. Uh, I can't actually see the percentage anywhere. But it's bloody delicious, I tell you. Oh, that. superb. Um, and it tastes even better after a win, doesn't it? It does, it Bloody well does. Um, who needs Valentine's Day when there's late night love keynote? And um, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on at Molyneux recently. We're going to talk about the games. Not the most classic last couple of games, but the most important thing is three points Saturday into the quarterfinals on, on Wednesday. And I don't really care, to be honest. I don't really care too much that we haven't seen a, a stunning performance. We can't keep on seeing great performance. We've gone to Spurs and seen a stunner. We've gone to Chelsea and gone and seen a stunner. Okay, I know that 28th, thousand people can't go away and see these results i get it there's only two or three thousand that have seen them when they've been sublime but goodness me i mean we're taking this every day of the week aren't we month year doesn't matter how success arrives as long as it does arrive oh is that is that <laughs> you're starting to write a book here honestly, that was a pretty pretty poor line it's but i was just terrible. trying to think of something um look wolves are in a, in a really good place then they're not um yeah, performing to their optimum in the last mm. couple of games, mm. but they've come through really difficult tests. It's considering the fixture list and where the players are at and you know injuries and fitness and all this kind of stuff going on. Um but there's a real grit and determination about this squad at the moment. Um they're dragging themselves through and setting up big, big, big games to come. Big games to come, big goals to come. And you've got a big house that has come and you have conquered. Um how's it going? 
How's the how's the move in? Are you all settled in now? Are you relaxed? Have you got everything furnished? Are you are you got it to the to the specifications that you wanted it to? Or is it a work in progress? Are you a are you a painter? Are you gonna go to, to B and Q, get a bit of Dulux, start painting the walls? Are you absolutely fine as it is at this moment in time? We're all settled. Oh, really? That's quick. All, all the boxes done, things put away. I mean there's a couple of small things here and there, like you know, a little bit of Paints you want to do at some point, but not desperate to do. And like, there's one old wardrobe that we've been given from a family member that we're going to sort of mm. spruce up and put together. But otherwise, all Narnia based. Yes, and you should be quite proud of me. Okay, go on. I'm not the most. Um, how do I put this? Good looking. <laughs> For those who uh, watch Match of the Day two, I think you know that I'm very good. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> here very, we go. Very, very good looking. Um, they do use filters for that, don't they? <laughs> well, obviously. Um, I, I'm not the most sort of DIY savvy. No. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not either. <laughs> <laughs> you're acting like you're going to judge me. I'm just paying someone to go do it, mate. I, I would happily do that every time. But yeah. Rosie wants, you know, wants us to do things ourselves as okay. well. And, you know, oh, really? Things. Oh, not been that. I said to her, she, she we've only got to paint two walls, which is, again, something we're not going to do straight away, mm. but at some point down the line we're going to do. Mm. And I said, just pay for a bloke to come in and do it. It's so yeah. much easier. 100%. Handyman. Uh, no, it's our first home. We need to do it ourselves. Oh, so no. Nice. Did you want that kind of romantic moment of you painting the house together all year in your dungaree overalls yeah, and, and then stuff. Yeah, and like, with a paintbrush and you just gently nip on their nose. Oh, that's oh so cute, no. Isn't it? Get someone in. No, nah, I can't be asked. No, no, 100%. Um, so I'm not the most DIY savvy, that kind of stuff. But the first thing, as I said in the last party, I drove a van, mm. which was quite big for me. Yeah. It was quite easy. But anyway, that was quite enjoyable. But mm. today, today, Wednesday, Wednesday, earlier today, yeah. before I came over to Wolverhampton, yeah. I fixed a radiator. What? I know. Fixed it? I fixed it. How do you do that? Bleed them. Do you have to well, let it bleed? I can't understand it. No, the the bleeding the radiators I've done before. And that's quite easy. Okay, I can't do that in mine. I've that's... got to get I've got to get the uh, plumber in to do that. <laughs> May surely. Not. I'm not seriously. Just I get, don't know how just it get works. One of those small little Allen keys. It's really easy. Just a do what it key? Oh mate, mate, I've got a clue. So that's easy. I've done that before. Okay. And this is a big job, by the way, fixing mm. this radiator. Okay. Basically, just spray some WD forty on the pin underneath the thermostatic valve. Wow, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, it was jammed, basically. It wasn't turning on. Spread a bit of WD-40 on it. Mm. Following day, came with a hammer, just gave it a light little bash until mm. it was able to push down. Yeah. Bosh, working again. And I was so proud of myself for doing that. So you've done that. So the most important Big thing job. is, when is uh, when is the housewarming? Uh, you'll probably see pictures online. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's a big time now. No, don't worry. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be over. We'll have um, yourself and Alana... Um, mm. For some uh, prosecco. For some, crikey! <laughs> no, no. Christening, christening the house. Chicken wow wow. Really is late night love. Uh, I'm not complaining. Um, <laughs> for some, I am. <laughs> for some, okay. There's a, there's a space in between. Okay, okay. There you go. Um, nice prosecco, that. not champagne. Oh, I'll be bringing the champagne. Nah, I can't drink prosecco, uh, mate. It's too sweet. You'll be fine. It's lovely. Uh, right, let's talk about Wembley because we're going. <laughs> I almost spat my beer out there. Okay, no, no, no. Let's 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 calm, let's calm it, let's calm it. Um first of all, by the way, let, let's rewind. Gary O'Neill with the fist there. I thought he was gonna strike a ball off the tee. He's, he's he's launching into the fist now. It's like Happy Gilmore style. Do you see him at the end there? He definitely does feel a bit awkward about he, he said this recently as oh, well. Oh yeah, he, I'm not having that. I'm no, not no, having there, it. There is there is something that, like you sort of watch his approach to it. Now the one today Yeah. Was, sli- was slightly more different. I think it was slightly more um, almost relief 
the way he did it. But there is a little bit of awkwardness to him because I don't. He's not that really that kind of person. He's but not. I think he would happily do it because what was a winning basically. When 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 you when you point away from seventh in the league and you're in an FA Cup quarter final and you've got the whole South Bank in front of you and you've got four, three four thousand fans, so of course you've got to do it. But the fans love it, and I think he loves it as well. To be honest, he will say he'll play it down or whatever and say you know it's great. The fans are enjoying it. Them. He loves that. He's loving that, and maybe. I f- I would love it. Wouldn't you love it? Are you giving the fist to the South Bank? Probably knee slide in front of them. I love fisting, mate. Absolutely superb. Um, so, so we talk about the game. We talk about the game. I mean, look, it wasn't a classic. Both games weren't classic. Sheffield United and this one. But goodness me, like let, let's let's we're gonna we'll fast forward it there. Let's rewind back to six forty-five p.m. and the teams come out and or being announced. I was shocked. You were shocked. Four changes in what is a massive game. And then Coventry get picked out of the hat at home in the quarterfinal. And you're going, goodness me, Gary O'Neill, you have taken a gamble. And a gamble that you maybe did not have to take. Because this game, very quickly, in the space of maybe 10 minutes of the team getting announced and then the draw, a big game became absolutely massive. And if they'd lost tonight, and they haven't, that's the most important thing. If they'd lost tonight... This could have been a very different podcast, and I think both of us are ready to to maybe not chastise Gary O'Neill, but at the same time, there would definitely be some questions to be answered. He's just about got it right. They got over the line. I thought I thought they were second best tonight for much of this game, but end of the day, you cannot. Everything he touches, really, Gary O'Neill turns to gold to get through tonight to rest your best players, really. To have maybe your best striker injured, and now you're in an FA Cup quarter final against a champion, a good championship side, but a, a championship side at home to get through to a a semi final at Wembley. I mean, this season it just keeps on getting better and better. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it's the Gary goodness. O'Neill gift. It is the Gary O'Neill gift. The gone gift. <laughs> the gone gift. Um, Forget about God. Gone. Gone. We'd um, yeah, we were definitely prepared to uh, come into this podcast with maybe. Few questions at the very least. Yes. Criticism, maybe at its worst, to some degree. Um, and in hindsight, it looks like a little bit of a Gary Neal masterstroke. And, and he's done that based, I think, on um, allowing, as he described in the press conference, allowing Brighton to control the ball and the game because that's the way they play, but making it difficult to break down. And that reflected in the amount of shots uh, on goal that, that Brighton had, and Brighton were. Um, were quiet in terms of testing Jose Sarr, but the key word there is control. Mm-hmm. Brighton controlled this game, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Brighton For was sure. a better side tonight, but Wolves were disciplined. They were defensively sound. I thought Max Kilman and Totti Gomez, amongst others, were magnificent at winning, particularly Max in terms of aerial duels, winning so many headers, especially when Wolves were under the cosh um, at several points in this game, mm-hmm. really. Um and 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 he had to balance not only the fact that they've got a big game against Newcastle coming up, and they've got players that are clearly struggling with knocks and mm-hmm. niggles and 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 just general fatigue and fitness issues. That um, he had to pick the best team he had. Um, I, I felt it was a mistake before the game. I think had there been maybe slightly better conversations uh, over fitness with certain players, it would have been a different team. Or or perhaps if it was a weekend, it would have been a different team, as he alluded to in the press conference as well. Or maybe if he knew that they were playing commentary yeah, at home. Exactly. Then they may have been a different team. But 
that feels a bit redundant now when, mm. when they get through. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's a massive result against a good side. There is a question to ask, though, on that team selection and to rest the likes of Nelson Semedo, Pedro Neto, Pablo Sarabia. You know, these guys have been performing so, so well. Is Was the priority tonight the FA Cup or has Gary O'Neill looked at that league table, looked at who's around Wolves, looked at the fixtures they've got coming up and gone, I want to hedge my bets here because all of a sudden the league that was obviously the priority at the very start of the season, they've got to get out, but now they're not going down. It's pretty much impossible. They're safe. They're ready to go. They can quite easily float and you know between 9th and 13th all season. But has that priority potentially slightly changed from what he's shown tonight in his team selection with the games that he's got coming up thick and fast in the league? So if you ask Gary Neal this question, without a doubt, his answer will be, I take it on a game-by-game basis. I had to pick the 11 that were the best 11 slash fittest, most available 11 for the game in front of me. But it'd be naive of us to think that he doesn't look at the schedule and the games in front of him and the games around him, the games that are coming up. And to me, that felt like a prioritising the league team selection tonight. And that was where part of my criticism really came from. And I, th- I thought at best it was brave. At worst, it was putting the league ahead of the FA Cup, which I felt was a mistake because Wolves uh, have had a massive opportunity tonight, um, which of course they've ended up taking. And, and in hindsight, it doesn't matter. But it did feel like that. However, does that priority now shift again? Because Wolves yeah. have got... A, quarter-final against, at home against Coventry. In a couple and of weeks' time. In a couple of weeks' time. Now, not, for any, not by any stretch of the imagination do I believe he will put the, the league below the FA Cup. No. But it's, they, they have to be going to par with each other. They have to be. Um, Wolves have got such a massive opportunity in front of them that it would be foolish of Wolves not to have it on a par with the league. And look at the way Gary Neal has played the, the, the team selections he's, he, he's made against... Brentford and West Brom in the early rounds of the FA Cup. He took it very seriously, but it was in a very different place in the league in those games. Um, as it stands, they're in the hunt and in the running for potentially getting Europe. So I can understand why there might have been a shift. Um, I don't think he would say that publicly, but it's personally what I believe in. And then you look at now what they've got going forward in this game, they have to be on a par with each other. And I, and I believe Gary Neal will treat it that way as well. And actually, Liam, with... The Bournemouth game now getting postponed. That's going to be later on in the season. We don't know when that'll be postponed to, but it could be right at the back end of the season. You've now given yourself another Premier League game at home that's winnable, where Mateus Cunha hopefully will be available for that game. So it's really worked out. And because Wolves aren't playing in Europe, a lot of the other sides are who are in the FA Cup quarterfinals. You've got a chance now where you've got, yes, you've got a short break until Newcastle, but then you've got a week break to Fulham at home. Then you've got another week break to, to Coventry. There's no midweek games either side. So it's been fast and furious, but there's now a chance after this Newcastle game, and I think we'll come on to it in a bit. I think you take anything at Newcastle. I know they're, they're struggling, but if you gave me a draw today, I'm biting your hand off going into Fulham at home, either side of an FA Cup quarterfinal and international break. If you can do that, if you can get four points in your next two games and you're going into the, the commentary game, I mean, they can prioritise both, really. You know, they really can. They can play the strongest side that you can do 
at Newcastle on Saturday now. Now they've rested four players. Then you've got a week's break. You pick your best 11 against Fulham. I don't think anyone will think that, that Gary Neal would rest players a week in advance of a Coventry game against Fulham next Saturday. Huang Hee-chan maybe is the one who you up in the air a little bit, but I think he picks your best side against Fulham. And then you've got, you go again seven days later. And let's be honest, Wolves should be beating Coventry City. You've got this thing where you can't take them for granted, etc. I completely agree. But again, we've put pressure on Wolves where they should win games and they should be beating Coventry City at home on two weeks on Saturday or Sunday, whenever the TV schedule permits. So... It's incredibly exciting because they've almost got two bites of the of the cherry here. And remember, they've got that international break as well. Yeah, which exactly. Is really useful for absolutely for yeah, rest, recovery, resting, and exactly. Cunha, etc. Yeah, exactly. So um, you know, with this Coventry game and with the rest of the rounds of the FA Cup, as far as Wolves do go, um, there'll all be weekends now as well, which I think was a big gripe of Gary Neil having this game tonight on a weekday rather than a weekend. He felt the game was big enough to be on a weekend and. And I think from a certainly a fitness point of view, he'd have preferred that. So that that's that's a major plus. But yeah, look, this Coventry game is oh my god, it's big. Oh, it's it really is. I, I look, you look at the teams that were left in the in the competition. Obviously, being at home is mm. preferable to being mm. away for Wolves. So they've got that already. But to have the team that you would. If you were to pick out your position for that quarterfinal, of the hand, te- pick of, it. hand pick it of the teams left, you would pick at home to Coventry. Of course you would. That, that's obvious. And, and that is exactly the draw Wolves have been given. And it offers them an absolutely monumental oh opportunity. Goodness. You will never get a better opportunity than this in many people's lifetimes to get to Wembley and get to a semi-final. Wolves v Coventry, Man United versus Liverpool, Chelsea versus Leicester and Man City versus Newcastle are the ties. It's a huge game. And, and, and look, Gary was very, very adamant that you, you can't take them for granted. Um, he was concerned over questions which weren't in the press conference that we were in, but I believe there might have been some broadcast interviews mm. he did before he came and saw us. Um, concerned over questions that were sort of implying that Wolves should roll Coventry over. Um, he made the point that everyone is expecting us to roll Coventry over, but we can't think that way because that becomes a dangerous game for us. We've seen how hard it's been against teams that sit in, i.e. Sheffield United mm. here the other day. So I understand his concern um, and his, I suppose, guarding against complacency for this game. But at the same time, as I agree with that, I also have to, as you've already alluded to, put the pressure on Wolves mm-hmm. to win that game. This is a massive chance for Wolves. And if they don't win that game, regardless of the context going into it, then they've let themselves down. It's yeah. a massive chance. Yeah. And I don't know, you just get the feeling, don't you, the way that it's gone this year. Down to 10 men so early at, at Brentford. You know, pulling it back, getting a draw from absolutely nowhere, getting them back here beating them, even though they've got suspensions. West Brom away, banishing those, putting those ghosts to rest. Coming back here, you know, playing, you know, a, a really good Brighton side, even yeah. though even though they have got plenty of injuries and suspensions going on. Um, you just feel like something special is something, happening. Something there's something in the air, there's there. something about the team, there's something about the crowd, there's something about the aura. This is back into starting to feel like the Nuno days of all. Now, look... There's a lot of work to do, but we are getting a sweat here and the fans are getting a sweat of not only European, you know, a European 
tour through the league, but also European tour, potentially through the FA Cup. And of course, the most important of all, the FA Cup, you know, to get some silverware would be unbelievable. I I mean, that puts, considering the size of the club and the history Wolves have, but unfortunately, in terms of silverware, most of it is fairly distant Mm. history. And where they were at the start of the season, where they've come exactly. from. That, this puts, I mean, any suggestion of winning it, which of course is a long way away, but that puts Gary O'Neill up there with oh, managers in this The greats of all, which, of all time. Which is incredible. I'll do, so, a, sta- I'll do a statue of him. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to overlook Coventry by any means. I don't want to overlook whoever Wolves get in the semi-final if they do make it there, which I think we've spoken about this, it would be preferable to get probably Chelsea or Man United, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, bearing in mind if Man United get through against um, against Liverpool as well. But but it's nice, um, great to be excited. We can get excited. Let's get yeah. excited. And regardless of overlooking that, could you just imagine it's the 95th minute mm. Wolves-Man City FA Cup final. Oh! Wolves are 1-0 up. Ah! Ah! Stop it. I'm telling, honestly, I don't think I could contain myself. No. I, don't know what no. I, would, I don't know what I would do. No. That, that would be one of the most surreal feelings to have. And, for, and, and I want this podcast, not to, as I say, not to overlook those, those teams that are coming up because Wolves have got a lot, a lot to do to get anywhere near that possibility happening. But it's a possibility. Mate, that's I'm, the difference. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. I'm welling up thinking about it. <laughs> honestly, like, I'll be shaking. Like, the night out will be unbelievable. Afterwards. I was saying, like, but I was thinking, I was talking to you there, you know, and, and like I said, you can't overlook commentary, and, and I'm not, we won't be overlooking commentary. And we're going to be doing plenty of commentary chat. We're going to be talking about the media day. We're going to be talking about the game. We're going to be, you know, making sure that we do all our analysis about the game. But goodness me, like, you know, you're 90 minutes away, and look, it's a privilege to do this job. And you know, as people know from a, from a local journalism point of view, now there's no one covering Wolverhampton Wanderers now, apart from me and you. There's no one, not one, not one person. The Birmingham Mail aren't covering them. You know, we've got there's no one covering Wolves apart from us on a consistent basis, and it is an absolute privilege to do it. So, so to be able to do your craft, to be able to do your job, and do it in some of the biggest games in the you know in the UK football calendar is is so exciting. And and to get these fans who have been through so much over not just the past season and three two three seasons COVID and, and get get Wembley full and fill the fill the end and you know I can remember you know and and you were there as well obviously going to that that semi final you look know, we, we know what happened but I'm talking about walking down Wembley Way I'm talking about the flags I'm talking about the fans I'm talking about the hugs I'm talking about everything around that occasion is so so special that. It's it's hard not to dare to dream at this moment in time because it's so close. And I, like you said, we're not going to do commentary disservice, but at the same time, we'd be doing disservices podcast if we didn't talk about it and didn't dream because it's so exciting. And you talk about that semi final being so close, and it is. You know, you've got to, you've got to get past commentary to do it, mm-hmm. but it is so close. And then after that, look. Wolves have beaten Man City this season. Wolves They've have got, beaten mm, Spurs. No scare factor twice. whatsoever. If they go in and they get United or mm. Chelsea or whoever it might be, there's no reason Wolves on a one-off game Absolutely. at Wembley cannot beat them. And then you go into... When a, they've all got European competitions. You go into an FA Cup final. Yeah. And unfortunately, any team that's going to win the FA Cup this season probably needs to beat Man City. Mm-hmm. That's probably the reality. Yeah. We, might, we might get a shock, but that's yeah. probably what's going to happen. 
But to get to that final in itself would be unbelievable. But there is no reason... Not, by the way, not many teams in a season beat Man City twice. Mm-hmm. Not many teams in one season will do that. But there's zero reason why Wolves can't do it. It's, it's possible. It's it is. It's 100% possible. Of course it is. Now, is the possibility high? No, of course it's not. It's Mrs. Man City. But this is Wolves team. There's something about them. And if they can just get themselves over a couple more hurdles, there is, an, there is a history-making opportunity in front of them, which is just mind-boggling. I can't even speak. Mind boggling. <laughs> I mean, we won't be able to speak if that happens and it's afterwards. I mean, can you imagine the night out? Oh, maybe absolutely outrageous. Oh, my God. Totti Gomez will be calling me up to get down to so and so Chloe. There's no way, Alan, I'm joking. Um, it'd be unbelievable, honestly. I can't. We, we, I, think, I think genuinely, if yeah. it was a final, yeah. maybe even the semi final, we've, yeah. we've got to like rub shoulders with some of the supporters. We've got to get in there. It's got, got to, I want some beverages. <laughs> we some free beverages that we thinking no about. I didn't say free I didn't say free I feel like if they did get down to Wembley we need to have like at least podcast on the road maybe maybe three a three day event down in London where we start maybe depending on when the pre-match presser is get straight down there stay at the old apartment Judah Towers oh, I'm so excited. oh my god oh my word oh. um just to um, just to talk about the game again tonight um I, I, like you say, I think Max Kimmel was excellent tonight, especially in that second half. I also thought someone who hasn't really talked about, been talked about too much, but and, and they had a formation change tonight, and um, look, some of it worked. Look, they got a clean sheet, they got 1-0. I actually thought that, I didn't think Jao Gomez had his best game, but I actually thought Tommy Doyle was very good tonight. Yeah, I, I do, yeah. I, I, some of his passes that maybe didn't, didn't, they weren't like, oh my God, great pass, but there was, as in like, wow, like a Neves passes, but some of his range of, of passes and some of the, was was absolutely superb for midfield. He had some really excellent moves, especially in that second half. And uh, he's probably someone who will maybe you know play quite a lot in the next two or three games as well, depending on what the Huang situation is. Obviously, with Cunha out, and uh, I thought he knocked the ball around the park really confidently tonight. Yeah, he's had a sort of coming of age few couple months or so. I think Tommy Doyle. He's um, I think he's a really talented technical footballer. Who, uh, who will just get better. You know, he's young. I think he's still 22, I believe, off the top of my head. Good age. Uh, and I think he'll I think, I think it'll only get better. And, and he'll benefit from this kind of season where, look, he hasn't been first choice, but the opportunities he's had in front of him, particularly from sort of Christmas, New Year time onwards, he took superbly with a plum, was excellent. And, um, and then learning from trying to break into the team and trying to grasp his opportunities... Um, yeah, I think he's a really good player. I think there's uh, there's more to come from him. Um, and he was quietly good tonight because you talk about the, the passes and, and this is obviously what his game's all about. Um, but he went under the radar a little bit and that isn't a criticism. That is um, him doing the simple things well. And what he has done in the last couple of months as well, it ha- he's really improved his, I suppose, his... The fire within him, in in some way, he's got a he's got something in him where he's a little. There's a bit of devilment in there. Mm. He, you know, he's he's strong in a tackle. He puts his he puts his body in there. He gets it amongst it. Um, I don't think we saw as much of that early on in the season, but we're definitely seeing a lot of it now. And and at times when it was really scrappy, today he was getting right amongst it. So, yeah, he's not someone, despite his sort of relatively small size, he's not someone to shirk 
a challenge and um, yeah I think I think he's come along really well So the obvious, the obvious downside tonight was Wang Hee-chan going down with, with a hamstring injury um, Gary Neal said afterwards that it doesn't look too bad it's definitely not a Cunha or a Neto hamstring injury and he's expecting him hopefully to be back you know, maybe in a couple of weeks' time, I think is what he said, but no chance for Spur. Yeah, he, pretty he, much ruled him out. He said week to ten, 10 days, 10 hopefully, days, but hopefully. that was without obviously having the, yeah. you know, the proper conversations. They'll see how he reacts tomorrow or Friday as well. So um, Saturday's not going to happen, no. um, most likely, but um, but yeah. And, you know, all the more frustrating, I guess, because from what we understood with Neto and Sarabi coming on, that Huang was going to be taken off. And he literally did it before... I mean, it was about jo- 30 li- seconds. The, the they were, ready, they were ready to come on. And so he made one pass, didn't he? And he even, went down. Even more frustrating. Uh, saying that, Huang has definitely not been the same since his return from the Asia Cup. Um, had injury problems in that group stage. He didn't really play in that. But then when they got to the knockout stages and they went through a, a lots of extra time and penalties, he played a lot there. You've got the travel. But it's a shame, isn't it? Because he, he went into that tournament sky high, one of the, you know, in fantastic form and still the club's top scorer and and just hasn't been the same Chani that we've known and loved and we've seen at the start of the season that got him to be right in the mix for, for Wolves play this season. And I think he still is, to be honest. And I'm sure he'll come again, but it's, it's definitely taken a dip um, dip dip after the game, um, after sorry after the Asian Cup coming back and and the, these last two or three games hasn't really been his self. No, he's looked tired, off the pace. Um, he's the kind of player which I've spoken about before on the podcast that I, from what I understand and sort of having spent a little bit of time around him, he's you think he needs a bit of an arm around the shoulder, a bit of confidence. Um, and I think he's lost a little bit of that with some of the fitness issues he's had. With... I'd be tired queuing up for those autograph hunters. Have you seen the link <laughs> know, of it yeah. on Saturday? I know. Um, yeah, with the, the soccer career sort of injury issues he's had and fitness, and, and Gary mentioned in the press conference that he he's not sort of he's been struggling with things in training that he hadn't struggled with before, and he's just not quite there fitness wise. But equally, at the same time, they they had to play someone up front tonight, mm. and they needed someone to play. They needed they needed someone to lead that line and. Um, and he had a poor game. He had, you know, there's there's no other way around it. Um, the the difference with him is, if he is struggling with the ball into feet and to hold it up, which at times he will, at times he won't, at times he's better at it. But he was struggling with it today against Dunk, who's a very sort of imposing mm. defender. When he was struggling with that, what you want from Huang Yi Chan, which he does very well, is he offers that threat in behind. Mm. Um, he's quick. He's decisive. He's strong. Aggressive. And he was anything but those tonight. <clears throat> he, he he struggled to, I think, have the energy really to mm. to offer those kind of runs and those options in behind. So when you haven't got that alongside not being able to hold the ball a bit, it's going to result in a poor performance. And he, he was nowhere nowhere near at it. And then obviously goes down with with that injury, which is frustrating. But um, maybe it will do him the world of good to get to you know have a rest. I don't know. It's it, it, it's a tough one. I've got a lot of people calling me over the last week and. There's been five or six missed calls tonight as well from local butchers, Liam, because the barbecue is starting to really gather pace. One point, one point away from seventh place you are in the Premier right League. Now. You are shaking. Wolves are very close to winning a major trophy. They are close. You've got to say they're close to winning a major trophy. Um, this could be a very, very real probability that's coming on. And an expensive one. <laughs> um, it could be an extremely expensive one. And one I will be happy to provide. I just need to know, what, what do you think meat-wise, what are you keen or not keen on meat-wise? You can choose 
five things that you want on the barbecue, Ooh, what is it? Okay. Or, or as a, for a cookout, what's your go-to? Okay, okay. I will go with... And one that you're not keen. Five keen... One not keen. Oh, I do like quite a lot of food. Mm. Um, I will. You can go... have sides included in there. You don't have to have five meats. Oh, I was going to go five meats. Well, you can go five. I'll meats. I'll go five meats. You and like and, a bit of meat. And let's uh, let's say street the... meat. <laughs> let's say the <laughs> sides are included. Okay. So I'm going to go oh, all right. straight away. I'm going to go a really easy one, okay. simple one. Yeah. Burgers. Yeah, you got yeah. Easy, but let's not mess around. But you want some chunk in there. Yes. You want quarter pounder. You want a bit of meat in there. I was going to say quarter pounder. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Let's throw that in straight away. It's, that's non-negotiable. Mm. Do you know what? For me, is a very important part of the burger. I want a brioche bun. Completely agree. You want something buttery, delicious. You've gone for a burger. You want, you know, don't give me this kind of between two lettuce leaves or kind of like an American oh, sesame no. bun. You want brioche. You want delicious. You want just melting, just have, kind of Have you seen the one? It's silky. Like, I think it's called something like the, it's like the Flying Dutchman or something, or something oh. like that. Oh. And it's basically a burger, but instead of the bun, either size is fried onion. Oh. And you hold it like that and eat it. Oh, baby. Now, taste-wise, it'd be pretty good, mm. but you need the bun. You need the bun. You need the bun. You need, the bun. You need to mop up, 100%. So, 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 so a good it, burger, then. one. I'm going to throw chicken skewers. That's an interesting choice. See, wouldn't be my go-to. Healthy, but okay. I love chicken. Do you? Okay. But you've got to have it, like, marinated. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. throw some chicken skewers. Okay, okay, chicken skewers, two. I'm going to throw in. Oh, here we go. Lamb kofters. Oh, kofters. A little kofters. Oh, really? Oh, oh, he's got all Middle excited. Eastern. He's all got Middle Eastern oh, on me. I love that kind of food. Right, that, okay. that kind of food is... Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, did, I did a chef's kiss and did. You did. Yeah, it's, it slightly, um, slightly unnerved me, to be honest. I'm going to throw in, and this this would be expensive if you were to have to... Crikey. If you were to have to have quite a few of the, these on offer. Yeah. I'm throwing sirloin steak. Oh, so I was, I was going to go steak. I think steak, if you get a good... And, and, oh. and I'm talking about marinated, a little bit of oil, olive oil, salt and pepper on either side, and literally you're flashing it on there. No more than two minutes either side. You want it rare. You don't want it pink in that middle. I want it... I mean, I like it rare, but medium rare, absolute max. Oh, and you, Oh, my God. Getting, stop it. I'm getting excited. Yeah. So we've got, so we've got, we've got, the, we've got the chicken kebabs, we've got the kofters, we've got the burgers, we've got the sirloin. Last one, Kino. Now... Partly because I'm struggling to think of anything. Okay. And partly because it's a really simple, easy staple. Yeah. That, you know, you get to the end of... You've had all those four things. Yeah. You're stuffed. Okay. But you see, mm. in the corner of your eye, huh. a little sausage. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. A little chipolata. <laughs> Poor Rosie. I could... I could I could do with a hot dog. Okay, yeah, hot, just, yeah, yeah. Just to, just yeah. to finish off yeah. that meal, mm. bang, number five. Okay, I like and, that. And you've got to throw, all the sides, you've got to have a bit of mac and cheese. Oh, on mac the and side. cheese, yeah. You've got to have some, some slaw, I'll corn. Go, I'll go corn, 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. I think you've got to go chips and dip. Yeah. Um, oh, what else do you want? French fries. French fries. Yeah. I can take or leave at a barbecue. I, I'll take French fries anytime. Yeah, any, yeah. any day, anywhere yeah. they come, I'll take a French fry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's some good options there. Corn's a great shower. Well. Corn's a great shower, yeah. Just barbecued corn. Oh. oh, amazing. A bit of lime on top. Little, lime? Oh, lime, yeah. Butter on top. No, butter and then a bit of lime. A little had, bit of chilli. A little bit, never had lime a bit on of a... paprika. I'm getting excited now. I've never had lime on a... I was going to say, I was going to say, just for like something that you can really slow cook and it would be huge and I've looked at the price and crikey, but I might do it for the peeps. Seven, eight, nine hour hog roast. Oh. Just going around with the crackling on the outside. 
And a little bit of a bap. You got a bit of applesauce in there. A bit of pull, pull. Oh, oh my god. Okay, that's that's a good shout. Crikey. You might have to throw that in ahead of something else. Any not keen? Any not keen potential? To be honest, not really. I like, really? I like food, mate. <laughs> I, love, I love food. Salad. I, Salad. I'll take a little bit on the side. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to barbecue food, though, there's not often you get anything that's bad. You're right. Barbecue food's banging. You're right. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know why. We're just going off tangents. I don't care. I haven't got time to write too many scripts, so it's all good. Right, should we take some questions from the beautiful people? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, Robbie says, if Huang Hee-chan is out of Saturday's game at Newcastle, would you go with Bellegarde as a false nine, giving Nathan Fraser a start or something else? Personally, I definitely wouldn't go with Bellegarde as a false nine. No. Um, I think he's... I think there's clearly a player in there, but he's it's just not quite working for him right now. And it was a great start to this game today where he, he, he I don't think he officially gets the assist as he for Lamina because Steele gets a hand to it and there's a bit of a sort of defender mix-up. But um, the great run, the great cross, and he didn't really build from that, if I'm honest. So I think he sets up exactly the same as he sets up Tonight, yeah, obviously with a few personnel changes. Yeah, Semedo will come back in. Yeah. Dawson probably come back in. Thought Santi Bueno did well by the way tonight yeah, as well. I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, I think they come back in, but then I think you you play Lamina in this sort of hybrid role that he's been <clears throat> that he's been playing. In. Yeah. Um, well, not that he has been playing that he played in tonight rather, mm-hmm. where he was sort of out wide, sort of right at times, tucking in. Um, and I think you play Sarabia and Neto as a sort of two up there. So um, that's why that that's the solution. I think he'll go for Newcastle. Uh, Smiler says, "Is there camping available at the bottom of your garden in June?" I mean, you've seen the garden, Kino. Is there camping available? I think there's definitely space. Uh, Jonathan Giddings says, "How different could things have been? Beal signs as manager and Scott signs as fifteen million. I mean, it's like- it, it's, it's it is." Weird, insane how close these things could have happened it's weird how that's why works. I feel like there's a feeling like something's meant to be like I feel like something's I mean you know to get Gary O'Neill involved like no one saw this two years ago a year ago like it could have been anyone it could have been Beale we could have had a completely different squad there could have been we could have been buzzing and I mean buzzing being 16th in the league and since all this has happened and hoping for more point deductions from other teams yeah and since this has happened Beale has been sacked at two, two it's absolutely terrible mate um, did he, did just he... shows you just shows you how Greedy being a douchebag and <laughs> not picking up and not, and not returning the call when he was offered the job is just astonishing expected to come to Compton and thank god he didn't thank you Michael B I really appreciate you did you see the stuff on uh, Twitter about his um, alleged, alleged I will say I like it alleged I like an alleged second or sort of yeah secondary Twitter account basically. no no Oh, you should have seen Oh, this. no. It was hilarious. Give me it. Some account did some digging, basically. And there's an account that doesn't have his name on it. It's right. some sort of some sort of academy, some sort of football academy or something like that, some sort of business. Um, and there's a tweet from someone else uh, saying, good luck to Michael Beale with this account. Right. So it's him. Yeah. Also on his LinkedIn, it mentions about this account. Right. And this account, while he was at Sunderland was tweeting pro-Michael Beale stuff. Oh, my God. About himself. Really? so embarrassing. Oh, that's so um, embarrassing. Now, allegedly... Well, allegedly... Michael Beale did these tweets himself. I could not possibly comment personally on no, that. No, but you, I, I know I'm looking at you now and what you're doing. However, yeah. if he oh, yeah. if he did, um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Because there, was, um, there was... In one of his final games, maybe second or third final game at Sunderland, um, he didn't 
shake a player's hand as he came off. Yeah. And a load of fans were going mad, claiming he snubbed the player, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this account did a tweet saying that, oh, no, actually, if you look at his line of sight, he's actually, oh he's actually, he's actually looking over there. And he, and he didn't realise the player was walking past Oh, him. my honestly, God. It's like one of the Stop funniest it. things I've ever seen. Um, if that's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of person Wolves have missed out on, then maybe they're not too badly. Uh, I'm just thinking about people being at the bottom of the garden camping. It's, it's, it's filling me with dread, to be honest. Can you imagine that? 500 people all camped out at the bottom of the garden. Judah! Judah, can I, can I use your bog, mate? I'm desperate here. Oh, hell. Watering the plants. <laughs> Four hundred fans outside. Stay hydrated. Oh no! I'd have to put. Some, I might have to hire out a house and maybe do that AI generation. Make sure that it looks like a barbecue, but it's more like the the Glaswegian Willy Wonka party <laughs> when they get there, and there's just like four sausages there, one mini one mini barbecue that you buy from Sainsbury's, and a little tin foil. I'll have eaten most. A couple of, of bats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Um, what do you think is our most realistic route to European football next season? The FA Cup or the league? Oh, it's tough. Um, I think if you're going to say what's the most realistic, it's probably the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as you've already said, you've got such a massive opportunity in front of you with, with both, really, but also the FA Cup after tonight and, and the draw balls have got. So, um, yeah, realistic, you go league, but you know, possibility, as slim as it may or may not be, they are both in the running. Ryan and Blake says, what do I buy my boyfriend with this saucy win? And in brackets, don't let him see. But she's tweeted it, so, you know, he might have access to it. But but love this from you, Ryan. Um, Mario Lamina to score the first and Wolves win 1-0 at 75-1. That's a good shout. That man. is a great shout. Do you want me shout on it? Please tell me it was a lot. Oh, She's rolling in. The boyfriend's very lucky. It's not, like, it's not like 50p, is it? 50p. Oh, no. 50p. So, um, what can you buy, Kina? What can you buy you for 38 quid? That's well, not me. She's buying it for a boyfriend. No, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, uh, uh, it's not me. Uh, I promise. Uh, 38 um, quid. Oh, what would you... 38 quid? i tell you what you can buy. Oh. i tell you. Here we go. What you can buy. You can go to kettleandtoasterman.co. UK. With your £38, let me see what we can find you. How would you like to get... Oh, my goodness. Kino. Kino. Fancy a microwave for 38 quid? Nah. Well... <laughs> no, go on then. A Swan Retro Manual Microwave, 25 litre in blue. That is £37. Absolutely brand new. Gorgeous. I mean, I'm looking at it here. Blue, the chrome in it. I mean, for me, then you're getting a lifetime of delicious, delicious microwavable food. It's a win-win. That sounds pretty good to me. Okay, we'll take that. Happy days. Right, next question. Um, do we have to bring our own br- drinks in June? I, I think I'll get... I'm going to get a bar. You've got to get a bar, don't you? Oh, I'm going to get a bar. Now this, after two beers... Right keen or not keen, quickly. You, you be qu- This will be a quicker game. Keen or not keen, your five spirits or beers of choice. Oh, that's so tough. Okay, um... Lagers, I'm going to say um, Asahi. Okay. Um, I like Asahi light. I think no. they did light. Oh, yeah, they were light. Oh, yeah, no, sil- no. silver, no? Okay. Nah, you don't want that. Full fat. Um, Asahi, I'm going, to th- I'm going to throw Guinness in there. Love a Guinness. Ooh. Got to have a Guinness. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw in whiskey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw whiskey? in... Whiskey? Yeah, I like a whiskey. I'm going to throw in... And this is a, this is a real good one. Okay. Spice rum. 
Spice, oh, oh, I love a bit of spice oh, rum. Oh, my word. Spice rum and Diet Coke with a lot of ice. So that's four. And I'll... Spice rum and cherry Coke is very good. Oh, well. Yeah, very banging. good, very good. And I will throw in... Tequila, tequila, tequila. Definitely not tequila. Oh, Kina. Because I've had that horrible orange, yellowy stuff that's disgusting. I hate it. Mm. Um, I'm going to throw it's something a bit, diff- a bit different in there, just so I've got a bit of a, a mix of drinks. Yeah. And I will throw in a Sex on the Beach cocktail. Oh, and there will be plenty of that come my party. Um, Supergrand says, can we have a new glob, the Europa glob, with us, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle and Chelsea? <laughs> Chelsky. Uh, I think that sounds pretty good. I mean, you're, you're the glob man, so you're the... You're I the, think I'll have to think about that. I'm quite like, oh, Supergrand. Let me have a think about it. It might come back to you. Um, Scott Clark says, do you think our biggest worry next season won't be Neto being poached, but Gary O'Neill? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I saw there was a couple others that, that mentioned similar things as well. Um... There's, there's no doubt at all that you know the job he's done will, will garner attention. Um, I think he was unceremoniously let go at uh, at Bournemouth after a very good job there as well. To be fair, uh, in the in the circumstances, um, I think clubs will look at how he's done over two spells early on in his career and think he's done an, an excellent job. There'll be they, the clubs will be silly not to consider slash look at him, um, but it depends on timing, the size of club that come in, um, or country. I saw someone suggest would he go if England came in, which would be interesting. Um, but Wolves were in a good place and I don't think they've got anything particularly serious to worry about. Um, it would just depend on who, what and when came calling. Dan Hume, what's the budget for the barbecue? I mean, I'm going to have to start thinking seriously about how we ticket this event. Because <laughs> it's going to have to be very it's interesting. It's going to have to be ticketed. We've, we've, it's going to have to be ticketed. We, we, we've had a bit of a discussion, haven't we, over the week. We do do a few WhatsApp chats and I had a bit, of a bit of a thought. So I'll let you into that. But, I mean, look, regardless, it's costing me, it's costing me a few Gs here. <laughs> it's going to be a few it's Gs. It's going to be a few Gs into the old Judah, Judah Bank. Oh, you love to see it. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, if you don't want it to become a police event, yes, uh, it's going to have to be ticketed. And... The doors are going to have to be manned. You'll have to get. Oh, they'll be manned. There's going to be. I think you might have to get in touch with the security firm. <laughs> you might have to. Because otherwise, some hangers on will definitely try and get in. Oh, no, no, no. We can't have that. That's why it's got to be ticketed. Yeah, but without the security, they'll just walk in, won't they? No, so... no, no. I'll get some big boys. I'll get some heavy hitters in. I'll be there. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, David Robert T says Has Liam got down on one knee in the new house yet? <laughs> he's got, uh, I'll tell you what, he's got down on both knees. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! He almost fell off the chair. Oh my word! Um, I did not expect you to say that. Sorry. Um, Have you? National world of buzzing, buzzing. <laughs> um, new owners. Why are you getting fifteen thousand a week? This is it. This, this is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Um, mm, no, I haven't, um, and nothing's happening anytime soon. Um, I don't know why I mentioned it on the poly recently. Um, oh, have, here we go. You're again. Have a good night. Oh. <laughs> Watch this space. Uh, Let's have a look. Is Liam doing fancy dress if we go to the semis? <laughs> no. <laughs> you mental. We're not a chance. Uh, uh, Scott Big Matt, would you go a week without food to watch the Wolves? What, just in general? To oh, watch you, have you missed this Twitter... Twitter bounce this no, week. No, no, I've not. I've, you've not missed it. You've missed it, have you? I've missed this completely. I think you blocked him. To be fair, who is it? Oh, it's one, one, one of. I, no, I, go on, tell me. No, no, I can't remember. I don't know his name. I blocked him a while ago as well. It's a bit of a douche. Basically, just saying about you know, it's not like not like the older days where you should you should really starve yourself, be able to afford a ticket for Wolves, etc. It is ridiculous. Uh, no, I've not seen any of this. Oh, you missed it all. You missed it all. I don't care. Um, when will the fixture day or time be confirmed for the quarterfinal? 
Fixture deal time. Uh, it's an interesting question. Not the man. Right, excellent news. And if Luton go down, says Sean Clifford, would you take Adebayo? They've scored nine goals at Luton. Torn seems to like be a Gary O'Neill sort of player. I love this question because, as you know, mm. Elijah Adebayo is my guy. Warsaw, lad. Warsaw. I was at Warsaw. Well, not at Warsaw. Covering Warsaw while he was at Warsaw. Mm. Um, I covered his his fall, his rise, and his move to Luton. Um, lovely lad, good player. I think it's a good question. I think he, the type of player he is would suit what Wolves want to do. However, I think Luton would be, uh, yeah, trying to keep hold of him and probably demanding a decent, a decent fee. So it's not, um, not the easiest deal to do, but I think it'd be, a, it'd be a smart one. Um, you say you used to be at Warsaw. I was at Warsaw last night watching Warsaw against Accrington Stanley. Oh, what a game. Um, and I can remember when you first came into this job and you were very complimentary about Warsaw Football Club, saying, no, 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 don't have a go with them, don't be sarcastic. You know, they're a great club and I've thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Kino, I'm sat there on a plastic seat with no Wi-Fi watching League Two football and I, I see you and we go out and we're in London and you see, you know, we're going away and we're going to pre-season, we're going to some great nights out and some fantastic stadiums. And I'm thinking, Liam Keane, you will not, absolutely not be seen dead doing another season in League Two. Warsaw who? Hey! There he is! There <laughs> I he didn't mean it, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Um, Kim Berglund, finish off, says, if we beat Sky Blues, who would, be, who would you like in the semi at Wembley? Yeah, you mentioned it already. I think it would have to be... Obviously, results dependent on who gets through. But if you get United or Chelsea, I mean, obviously Leicester would be ideal. But no offense to them, I think Chelsea will probably get through. So, um, yeah, of the teams that realistically got a chance of getting through, you're probably looking at Chelsea, United, then Liverpool in that order, then Man City. So, yeah. One of those ones. Uh, last couple quickly. Jonathan Hodge, interesting. Would you both be doing a potty in your just your underpants if Wolves win the cup? I think it would give the lads more motiva- motivation if you did and raise a laugh for us all. We can, we can go one better than that. Oh, happy. <laughs> Full Monty. Uh, and last one, and probably a really good question, actually, one we haven't discussed tonight, but it was unbelievable, really. Especially those last 15 minutes. Fiery Archer says, did the fans win the match tonight? I think it's a really good point. Really, really good point. Um... Gary made a specific point of bringing that up during the press conference as well and said that the, the fans' role in Wolves winning that game tonight should not be underestimated. Um, yeah, remarkable noise. It was around sort of 70, 75 mm. minutes, something like that, wasn't it? Um, I think they could sense the players starting to wilt a little yeah. bit. The players absolutely knackered trying to see see the game through and um, and the noise was was unbelievable and, and it it pushed the team on and it dragged them over the line as Gary put it um, yeah the, the fans played a massive part and that's what Molyneux at its best is all about so to um, to have seen that heard that and Wolves get through it's been a pretty successful night it really has uh, Kino let's go on to, to Newcastle and preview that game so from the team tonight we talked about the four changes which were Dawson on the bench Neto on the bench Sarabia on the bench and oh, Samedo on the bench. <laughs> would you expect all four to come straight back in? And I would. with Huang 
not being available, what formation would you see? Pick the team for Newcastle, please. It might be pretty easy to pick, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, it's fairly slim pickings. Um, I think Santi, as you said, did really well tonight, but I'd be surprised if Dawson doesn't come straight back in. Mm-hmm. Doc did uh, okay. Definitely not bad, but probably not one of the sort mm-hmm. of standout players. Again, Samada's been very good. I'd be surprised if he doesn't come back in. Um, Neto Sarabia considering injury issues elsewhere it's a no-brainer really that they both start so I think it's a, it's the same formation as today really um, and you have Siren Goal Smedo Kilman, Dawson Totti Aitnori Gomez Doyle Lamina and Lamina probably playing that sort of forward-thinking uh, hybrid role um, and then Neto and Sarabia so a slightly different formation um, albeit Lamina's hybrid role sort of Almost makes it a similar formation, but yeah, that's a um, sort of t- difficult one to describe. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and, and exactly how they play tonight, basically. Um, partly because of personnel issues, not enough players, um, and they're going to have to, unless they start Nathan Fraser, that they're going to have to play like mm. that, which I think they probably won't throw Fraser straight in. And then secondly, going away to Newcastle is not easy pack the midfield out and get some sort of result. You know, it's, it's not easy. I completely agree with that. At the same time, Newcastle really struggling at this moment in time. And look, this is a big game. This is a side that are going to be competing with Wolves for this Europa Conference spot and Europa League spot. So they've got injuries as well. Obviously, Callum Wilson is out. Um, you know, Sven Botman, I think, got left behind uh, midweek against Blackburn. He needed a rest, but has not been the same since he's come back from injury. Uh, so he'd be probably like a Burnshaw... Botman, Trippier at the back, you've got, you got uh, Guimaraes, Longstaff, Willock and then probably someone like Gordon Isak and maybe Almiron slash Jacob Murphy. So it's a good side and Wolves are going to have to play, I think, a damn sight better than they have done tonight and Saturday to get something from this game because like you say, it's always difficult. However, there's no reason why on the crest of a way they can go and get a result at St. James's. No, I completely agree. Look, Wolves have... Um have had fairly sort of entertaining and close games with Newcastle over the last couple of years. And um, I think they're two good clubs, two good sides. And I think it will be difficult, but... And, and Wolves will probably try and make it tight to to some degree. But the the nature of St. James is the way it is, the way the fans are on top of you, I think it will make for probably a fairly entertaining game. And with that, Wolves need to use their strengths to their advantage. And that probably involves... Allowing Neto to break away, catching them on the counter, allowing Lamina to to charge forward as he has been and, and get Sarabia in the right positions to to make a difference and get into those pockets really where he can start to link the play and start to weave passes together. So um, there's no reason Wolves can't go there and get all three points. But to your point earlier in the podcast, I'll snap your hand off for a point. I think it's a tough place to go on at, at a time when Wolves have had a lot of games. Mm-hmm. They've got games coming up that probably are a priority over this game, if we're being honest. Um, and albeit Gary Neal will choose the best side he can, I think if you can get a point, don't allow Newcastle to get a advantage on you. Mm-hmm. So don't lose the game. And I think you're in a, a decent position. We had another winner. We both went 1-0 against Sheffield United. We had a winner for the, the fire shirt, the, the, the third kit. Um, I've got shirts arriving for Shea Judah this week that we're going to be shipping across to other winners, maybe as far as North America, Kino, because we keep on winning these gambles. We keep on winning these scorelines. We are sending out merch every single up, down, left, right in the country and the world. So, 
remains to be seen. Have we got a prediction? I shall go first and I will finish with you. I'm going to say, here we go. For this week at St. James's Park, it's going to finish. New Assel! One. Wolverhampton Wanderers. One. Interesting. Score, draw. To finish off the night at quarter to one in the morning at Molyneux, the floor is yours, Mr. Liam Keane. Similar in some ways, Ooh. but different in others. Oh, I like that. Like your women. <laughs> Newcastle. Oh. <laughs> two. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Two. Desmond! Desmond, 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 Desmond. Love it, love it. 2-2. Two, two. It's a Desmond 2-2. Two, two. Desmond 2-2, two, two, baby. Um, really? Four-goal yeah. thriller. I could see it being an entertaining game. Like it. Two quality sides. Was there a 2-2 two, two in, in recent memory at Newcastle? Here. Ah, yes. Uh, only a few months back. Like it. Um, I'm going for the, the repeat scoreline. Okay, Desmond twice. Can you imagine if you, if you doubled that? A little bet on there. 14 to 1 double. Oh my God. 14 to 1, 40 to 1. Doesn't mean a lot to me. Okay, it means a lot of money for you. <laughs> more money for the barbecue yes. and more money for Kitty, baby. Uh, thank you for listening. So, 2 2 for Kino, 1 1 for me. And I think if you get a point, you get out of St. James's Park, you go into the Fulham game. And then we have got an FA Cup quarter final against Coventry City. And hopefully, we are on the way to whisper it. <laughs> Hope you had a good one. Uh, sorry, we're on fumes, but we got we got we got given beers before, and this is what happens, unfortunately. From me, from Kino, we shall see you at St James's Park at Newcastle on Saturday. Take care. Bye bye. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back.